This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for October 30th. We're starting today in Lamentations uh, chapter 3. And I learned this morning, wanted to share with you, that in the original Hebrew, the first four chapters in Lamentations are acrostic poems. Each verse in each chapter begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, 22 uh, letters of the Hebrew alphabet, but chapter 3 has 66 verses, and that's what we're reading this morning, rather than 22, because it is a triple acrostic. So the first three verses begin with the Hebrew equivalent of A, and so on. 66, of course, being the number of books in the Bible. So that's kind of a cool thing to learn about. Lamentations chapter 3. I am the one who has seen the afflictions that come from the rod of the Lord's anger. He has brought me into deep darkness, shutting out all light. He has turned against me. Day and night his hand is heavy upon me. He has made my skin and flesh grow old. He has broken my bones. He has attacked me and surrounded me with anguish and distress. He has buried me in a dark place like a person long dead. He has walled me in and I cannot escape. He has bound me in heavy chains. And though I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayers. He has blocked my path with a high stone wall. He has twisted the road before me with many detours. He hid like a bear or a lion waiting to attack me. He dragged me off the path and tore me with his claws, leaving me helpless and desolate. He bent his bow and aimed it squarely at me. He shot his arrows deep into my heart. My own people laugh at me. All day long they sing their mocking songs. He has filled me with bitterness. He has given me a cup of deep sorrow to drink. He has made me grind my teeth on gravel. He has rolled me in the dust. Peace has been stripped away, and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. By his mercies, we have been kept from complete destruction. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each day. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is wonderfully good to those who wait for him and seek him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it is good for the young to submit to the yoke of discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust. Then at last there is hope for them. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them. Let them accept the insults of their enemies. For the Lord does not abandon anyone forever. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion according to the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. 
But the leaders of this people trampled prisoners underfoot. They deprived people of their God-given rights in defiance of the Most High. They perverted justice in the courts. Do they think that the Lord didn't see it? Can anything happen without the Lord's permission? Is it not the Most High who helps one and harms another? Then why should we mere humans complain when we are being punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn again in repentance to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven us. You have engulfed us with your anger, chased us down, and slaughtered us without mercy. You have hidden yourself in a cloud so our prayers cannot reach you. You have discarded us as refuse and garbage among the nations. All of our enemies have spoken out against us. We are filled with fear, for we are trapped, desolate, and ruined. Streams of tears flow from my eyes because of the destruction of my people. My tears flow down endlessly. They will not stop until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. My heart is breaking over the fate of all the women of Jerusalem. My enemies, whom I have never harmed, chased me like a bird. They threw me into a pit and dropped stones on me. The water flowed above my head and I cried out, This is the end. But I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the well, and you heard me. You listened to my pleading. You heard my weeping. Yes, you came at my despairing cry and told me, do not fear. And we know that this is not allegory here or, uh, you know, any kind of imagination uh, that uh, Jeremiah actually experienced this, being thrown into the pit by his enemies. Um, but the Lord uh, got that Ethiopian servant of the king to bring him out. Lord, you are my lawyer. Plead my case, for you have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong they have done to me, Lord. Be my judge and prove me right. You have seen the plots my enemies have laid against me. Lord, you have heard the vile names they call me. You know all about the plans they have made, the plots my enemies whisper and mutter against me all day long. Look at them. In all their activities, they constantly mock me with their songs. Pay them back, Lord, for all the evil they have done. Give them hard and stubborn hearts. Then let your curse fall upon them. Chase them down in your anger, destroying them from beneath the Lord's heavens. So we're going to begin today the book of Hebrews. I wanted to give you a little bit of background on that. So the book of Hebrews describes in detail how Jesus Christ not only fulfills the promises and prophecies of the Old Testament, but how Jesus Christ is better than everything in the Jewish system of thought. The Jews accepted the Old Testament, but most of them rejected Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah. The recipients of this letter seem to have been Jewish Christians. They were well-versed in scripture, and they had professed faith in Christ. Whether through doubt, persecution, or false teaching, however, they may have been in danger of giving up their Christian faith and returning to Judaism. The authorship of this book is uncertain. Most scholars do not believe that Paul was the author because the writing style is quite different from that of his letters. Nevertheless, the author of Hebrew evidently, Hebrews evidently knew Paul well. Hebrews was probably written by one of Paul's close associates who often heard him preach. Hebrews 1, 1 through 14. 
Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. But now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance, and through the son, he made the universe and everything in it. The sun reflects God's own glory, and everything about him represents God exactly. He sustains the universe by the mighty power of his command. After he died to cleanse us from the stain of sin, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God of heaven. This shows that God's son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is far greater than their names. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus, You are my son, today I have become your father. And again God said, I will be his father and he will be my son. And then when he presented his honored son to the world, God said, Let all the angels of God worship him. God calls his angels messengers, swift as the wind, and servants made of flaming fire. But to his son he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal power is expressed in righteousness. You love what is right and hate what is wrong. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. And, Lord, in the beginning you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they will perish, but you will remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will roll them up like an old coat. They will fade away like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will never grow old. And God never said to an angel, as he did to his son, Sit in honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. But angels are only servants. They are spirits sent from God to care for those who will receive salvation. So why are we talking so much about angels in this passage? Apparently, false teachers in many of the early churches taught that God could be approached only through angels. Instead of worshiping God directly, followers of these heretics bowed to angels. And Hebrews is teaching us here that that is false. Um, angels are angelic beings, uh, of course, sent as messengers from the Lord, but they are not to be worshiped. We should only worship the Lord alone. Psalm 102. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down your ear and answer me quickly when I call to you. For my days disappear like smoke and my bones burn like red hot coals. My heart is sick, withered like grass, and I have lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I'm reduced to skin and bones. I am like an owl in the desert, like a lonely owl in a far-off wilderness. I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. I eat ashes instead of my food. My tears run down into my drink because of your anger and wrath. For you have picked me up and thrown me out. My life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. I am withering like grass. But you, O Lord, will rule forever. Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now is the time to pity her. Now is the time you promise to help. 
For your people love every stone in her walls and show favor even to the dust in her streets. And the nations will tremble before the Lord. The kings of the earth will tremble before his glory. For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Let this be recorded for future generations so that a nation yet to be created will praise the Lord. Tell them the Lord looked down from his heavenly sanctuary. He looked down to the earth from heaven to hear the groans of the prisoners, to release those condemned to die. And so the Lord's fame will be celebrated in Zion, his praises in Jerusalem, when multitudes gather together and kingdoms come to worship the Lord. He has cut me down in midlife, shortening my days. But I cried to him, my God, who lives forever, don't take my life while I am still so young. In ages past, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, even they will perish, but you will remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment, and they will fade away. But you are always the same. Your years never end. The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. Isn't that interesting? We just read those same verses in Hebrews about uh, the, they will wear out like old clothing. That's cool. Proverbs 26, 21 and 22. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. What dainty morsels rumors are, but they sink deep into one's heart. And to end today, I have a blessing for you from a set of my favorite verses, Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. May you refuse to drag the heavy baggage from your past one more step. May you refuse to borrow tomorrow's trouble when it's not yours to carry. May you instead grab hold of today's mercy, today's grace, and today's power offered you right here, right now, for this moment. May you walk in the delegated influence God has assigned you. Walk in a manner worthy of his name. And may holy confidence and humble dependence mark your life in every way today. Have a beautiful day. Love you all.